Well, hey there, listeners, and welcome to State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. My name is Stephen Payton, and I will be your guide today. The date is Friday the 26th of November 2021. Let's get started. Kicking things off this week, I do not think it would be unfair to say that the Conservative Party remains the most prolific advertisement for independence going every day, and there is a new reason to want to see this corrupt and incapable party removed from power and every day there is a new reminder that the power to do so lies out with the hands of Scotland. After all, we have been stuck with the Tories for decades and decades when in fact Scotland has rejected them at the ballot box in every UK general election since the 1950s. And even if Keir Starmer was able to unseat Boris Johnson, which by all accounts should not be that difficult given everything that is going on, yet he has failed to do so. Even if he was able to take the seat of power for himself, how much better would things really be? According to a new YouGov poll commissioned by the Times, approval for Keir Starmer and Boris Johnson in Scotland continues to remain firmly in the negative, with Johnson sitting on a score of negative 62. That is 78% of respondents thinking that Johnson is doing a poor job. The only political leader to actually come out with a, a positive net rating overall was Nicola Sturgeon. Not a great time to be Boris Johnson. Between his confused ramblings about Peppa Pig and the corruption stink that he cannot and on that point should not get to shake off, it has been another rough week for him and for his party. This week, the UK government's culture secretary, Nadine Doris, a woman with the same level of cultural knowledge as an empty plastic bag, found herself looking somewhat foolish during a committee meeting on the future of Channel 4. While discussing the potential privatisation of the broadcaster, a decision that is in the hands of Doris, she noted during the meeting that just because Channel 4 has been established as a public service broadcaster and just because it's receipt in public money, that doesn't mean we should never kind of audit the future of Channel 4 and we should never evaluate how Channel 4 looks in the future and whether or not it's a sustainable and valuable model. It's quite right that the UK government should do that. Okay, except... Channel 4 doesn't receive public money through the licence fee. It's funded through advertisements. Doris, who will be making the decision on the future of the broadcaster, does not even know the most basic facts about how it operates. You should really go find the video of this because Doris' panic scrambling after this was really something to behold. And then there was Don Valley Tory MP Nick Fletcher, who this week argued in the comments that the rise of female film and TV icons such as Doctor Who and Ghostbusters are somehow connected to a rise in male criminality, the argument being that men have no positive role models left. Which is odd because I don't recall women turning to a life of crime en masse when the majority of film and TV roles were filled by men. Fletcher pulled out the tiny but vocal minority card during his speech to blame, I guess? Maybe feminism, for the fact that people had started to ask why all these iconic roles were only ever held by men, though honestly, it's kind of unclear. Johnson's government seems stacked with incompetence alongside its corruption. And it's not just in the cabinet and the commons either. This week, the Prime Minister has been urged to investigate the role that Tory peer Michelle Monet played 
in allegedly helping firms secure huge public contracts through the UK government's VIP lane. Yeah, that's that's more corruption discussion in the future. So really, just another week of living under this government, one that increasingly seems to view devolution as something that can be overstepped when desired, that has callously used the deaths of people trying to cross the channel to back harder immigration proposals. A government that is currently toying with some of the most draconian anti-protest legislation in British history. That is who we continue having to live under as part of the UK, despite their unpopularity in Scotland, despite the fact that we do not vote for them. Also this week, Belgian ports have been told to prepare for the possibility of an independent Scotland. Belgian politician Jan Jambon has been on a trip to the UK to strengthen trade between Belgium and the UK and noted while here after a meeting with Nicola Sturgeon that an independent Scotland rejoining the European Union would mean that Scottish exports would no longer pass via England and could come directly to Europe by boat. He concluded that this is a huge opportunity that Antwerp and Zeebrugge must also anticipate now. Our ports must be ready to become, at that time, the main partner of the Scots. So far, thanks to the UK government's shoddy handling of Brexit, Scottish exports are continuing to fall. Belgium, on the other hand, has benefited from Brexit, namely because some companies in the UK moved their headquarters there after to avoid, well, all of it, really. And finally, this week, ahead of the SNP Autumn Conference, which starts today, a resolution was submitted that calls for the drafting of a Scottish Reserve Bank Establishment Bill. The argument being that we should be in a position to launch our own central bank as quickly as possible after independence, including the founding of our own currency. Tim Rideout, convener of the Scottish Currency Group, and who will be proposing the resolution on the Scottish Central Bank on Sunday, said... This is really just trying to move things on from 2019 that said we should have our own currency as soon as possible. If you are going to do that, I have been told it takes about four years to get a central bank up and running, so we need to be starting to think about that and get organised. One of the things you need to do is to have legislation ready, which you can't do anything with until after the vote for independence, but at least you can then introduce it at the Holyrood the next day. It doesn't mean you can't be commissioning banknotes and so on in the meantime, but one of the steps is the legislation. So let's see how that goes at the party's conference. But that does bring us to an end this week. So with all that said, where does that leave the State of the Union? Like Boris Johnson's time as Prime Minister, possibly ending sooner than expected. See you all again next week. <laughs>